0: Welcome to the ChatGPT Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Each episode, we dive into the latest developments in the exciting field of artificial intelligence, exploring its applications and potential impacts on our daily lives. In the spirit of building in public, I wanted to give you all an update. Last week, I announced that we opened up the waitlist for AI Box, which is our no-code drag-and-drop AI app building platform and marketplace. I'm super excited that over 1,500 of you have joined the waitlist so far. If you're not on it yet, it's not too late to join it at AIbox.ai to get priority access to the platform. In addition, we've had a ton of interest from investors on the project reaching out to me at Jaden at AIbox.ai. I'm doing my best to respond to all of those emails in a timely manner. If you don't see my reply, double-check your spam folder. Otherwise, I'm going to try to get caught up on all of those in the next couple of days. I think we're going to build something really incredible here, and I'm super excited to have you all on board. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about some breaking new features that OpenAI has added to ChatGPT. In addition we're going to be talking about just how much money microsoft has made from this open ai investment they've made and we're also going to be talking about something that might get open ai into a little bit of hot water training off of a data set they may not be allowed to train off of so without further ado let's jump into the podcast the first story i want to talk about today is the fact that OpenAI launched a number of new features for ChatGPT, and in a previous podcast, I talked about some uh, new coming soon features that some people had been able to kind of reverse engineer from looking at some uh, code. But this is not those features. This is something actually completely new. So OpenAI actually announced several different updates um, to the GPT 3.5 Turbo and GPT 4 models, and essentially they're looking to increase, uh, you know, their functionality and their usability for developers. So I would say one of the most significant updates is the introduction of a function calling capability in the chat completion API. So essentially, this feature is going to allow developers to describe programming functions, and then the model is going to generate code to execute those functions, which is very, very interesting. Now, um, a lot of people debated on why this wasn't done sooner. I think uh, security is a big you know, issue when you actually look at uh, having, you know, something like this AI execute functions within the code, a lot of people talk about so like for security, if you're able to put code into something like a chatbot, I'm um, have it execute that code, it technically like hackers and other people can try to use that to inject Uh, code into OpenAI and ChatGPT's servers or databases or other areas and wreak havoc. So that is one area um, that is a little tricky that they definitely had to overcome. But overall, the ability to be able to do that is a really powerful tool. And so I think this is something that developers are going to absolutely love. Um, The next thing that a lot of people have been hyping up is, or a lot of people have been really excited about, is that in uh, GPT 3.5 turbo, so this is, you know, what everyone essentially gets, um, they are going to have a 16,000 token context window. So what this means is that they are going to be able to take around four times longer of uh, text as an input into chat GPT um, to be able to, you know, give you a response. And the, just for like context on how much 14,000 tokens is, right? because it isn't even words, it's just like parts of words, it's the way they break it up is kind of weird but this is approximately equal to 20 pages of text and that's in like a single request that you know like someone's api um could send a single request to chat to openai of 20 pages long and yeah like i said before it's about four times longer than the original 4000 um token context window they had before And so this is going to allow for some very long um, prompts and prompt response exchanges within ChatGPT. People are really excited about this. Now, one reason why a lot of people are thinking that they have done this is the fact that Anthropics' um, Claude AI chatbot has been getting a lot of attention recently for the ability to upload um, massive amounts of text to this. I think you can upload a... I've seen some demos where people uploaded PDF documents to Claude um, that were like you know, there were like 300 pages long or like an entire book, essentially. And it was able to, in a couple seconds, uh, read the whole thing and and get an uh, answer to a question out of that. So I think OpenAI obviously is at a much larger scale than Anthropics Cloud. I believe the only way currently for consumers to use Anthropics Cloud is through Poe.com, which is uh, created by Quora. And I think that's the only consumer use case of it right now. And so obviously this is, you know, something very small. Um, It's not available to the mass public. So they have the ability to do some of these, you know, crazier stunts or whatever you want to call it, where they're essentially allowing much larger things, where if they were actually to scale that to the user base that OpenAI and ChatGPT has, um, it it would be pretty brutal on the servers, which as, you know, as Sam Altman recently said before Congress, they're already struggling to have enough, you know, capacity and GPUs and everything else that they need. So I don't believe that ChatGPT would able to would necessarily be able to do uh, something like an entire book, but 20 pages already—that's pretty incredible. So this is a, a pretty massive update that's going to be integrated. OpenAI has also made um, some pretty big cost reductions um, for their for their platforms. So the pretty popular um, text embedding uh, tool they have called Ada Two, and that model. Um, essentially, it translates text into numeric formats that are more understandable by machines. So that is now coming at a 75% lower price. They're cutting the the price 75% on that. And in addition, uh, GPT 3.5 is now going to be about 25% cheaper, um, and that includes uh, API use. So that's going to be pretty exciting. And Um, some of these, some of these are going into effect right now, but I think most of these features are going to be available by June 27th. So you may have to wait a little bit before you can start uploading, uh, 20 page text documents to ChatGPT. But overall, this is a pretty massive update that ChatGPT has announced. Um, and we're pretty excited to see where this goes. The other story I want to talk about today is the fact that Microsoft's chief financial officer recently said, um, so everyone knows that, uh, AI, Microsoft invested originally a billion dollars and they followed that up with another $10 billion. So they're they're all in at $11 billion on OpenAI right now. And a lot of people are saying, you know, that's expensive. Is OpenAI gonna be able to make the money back? This is kind of before ChatGP really exploded um, to quite the level it's at now. I think now people are confident, uh, you know, OpenAI is gonna reach some pretty impressive uh, numbers on users and growth and revenue. But in any case, the CFO of Microsoft recently said that AI products will add $10 billion in revenue. And so she told investors that, um, and she included, you know, OpenAI, um, contributed uh, at least $10 billion to the company's revenue, she said. She didn't specify the time period over which that happened, but Microsoft generated around $198 billion in revenue uh, last year. Um, And the next generation AI business will be the fastest growing so what she said is the next generation AI business will be the fastest growing ten billion business in our history. She said. Um, so while Microsoft currently is really benefiting from all of these new AI features, they aren't free, and that's why they're able to you know make uh, money off of them. The company so far has invested into ChatGPT pretty heavily, and they've done that in a couple different ways. Number one is with cash, and number two is with cloud credit. So they've actually given. Uh, OpenAI a lot of cloud credits for their Microsoft Azure cloud computing platform, which has helped uh, OpenAI really train their their uh, train their models well. And in addition to this, Microsoft actually spent 1.2 billion dollars to build a supercomputer that runs um, OpenAI's models. So that's something not a lot of people know, but they've actually they've helped in a lot of different ways. They've been a very strategic partner. Um, and so essentially Microsoft stands to get a significant chunk of the profits from um open AI that has been integrated into its own business. So all of the different ways that OpenAI has automated things within Microsoft and all the cost savings just from their own company um, is definitely another area that you want to take into account. So I think since February, Microsoft has added new features powered by OpenAI. Um, to most all of its software, you know, you've seen in PowerPoint and Excel and uh, Word and everything else. Um, And also that includes the, uh, you know, the chatbot they added to Bing search. Um, So there has been a lot that has been added there. um, And they've also integrated it into Office 360 and, and their workspace software. So Microsoft, I think one of the main ways that they're making this $10 billion back is that they're charging a pretty significant premium to customers of their um, AI powered office 360 features. Um, and so they also, in addition to that, have the ability to resell open AI software to customers, um, on Microsoft Azure cloud platform. So I've talked to companies, um, that are actually doing this right now where essentially they're able to run their own instance of chat GPT, um, on Microsoft Azure, where it keeps all of their company's data private and on their own server. And they're not worried about it ever being used to train, um, the OpenAI model. And so, you know, that kind of gets over the issues that people like Chase Bank and some others had, uh, you know, Sony as well, the banned ChatGPT GPT, because they're worried about, you know, private uh, company data getting leaked through that. So this is pretty impressive. Microsoft is definitely making a lot of money from this. And I think that, you know, that $10 billion investment into OpenAI was definitely a big win for the company. That's going to help them to really invest in growth and um, everything they're doing to push the entire industry of AI forward and potentially for any lawsuits they may face. Um, I recently saw an article on the information, which was talking about the fact that, um, like essentially Google last month when they upgraded their Bard chatbot, they added a new kind of machine learning model that can um, better understand conversational language and the idea is that it can compete with chat GPT um, and in addition to that they said you know one of their biggest uh, competitive advantages is that they have YouTube so YouTube is the single biggest and you know arguably the richest source of imagery audio and text transcripts on the internet and uh, Google researchers have been using it to develop uh, really their next language model uh, Gemini so according to a person that has a little bit of info on what's happening there. The value of YouTube has uh, not been lost on OpenAI either, because apparently the startup has secretly used data from YouTube to train some of their own AI models. Um, And so I think this is going to be really interesting uh, to see how that plays out, um, if that leak gets them in trouble, if YouTube or Google try to sue, if that's against their terms of service, and kind of what happens there, right? We know that OpenAI is Uh, you know, trained on a vast number or a vast data set of the internet. But for the most part, you know, they were able to get licenses and access, you know, YouTube gave them access to their API and Reddit gave them access to their API. Um, And now that all of these companies are seeing how valuable their data is, you know, they're shutting it off, you see this massive, you know, uprising on Reddit now that the their API is getting the price of it is getting, you know, massively increased. And, you know, Elon Musk shut off OpenAI's access to Twitter's data and their API um, so it's going to be really interesting to see if OpenAI gets in trouble from YouTube for a training based off of that data set as well. And this is an area we'll definitely have to continue watching into the future. We just launched our AI Creators Discord community. If you're looking for a really kind of hands-on and innovative place to talk to other people making amazing things in AI, you need to join this community. Obviously, it's a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share prompts and software and tools that we're using to create really interesting use cases. We'd love to have you join and become part of the community. If you don't use Discord, there's also always the Facebook group. I'll link both of those down in the description. You've been listening to the ChatGPT podcast. Make sure to rate us wherever you listen to your podcasts and have a fantastic week.